Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing, everybody? This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number 215. Oh, yeah, number 215. Thank you. Thank you for the people that are listening to every episode of this crap. And thank you for the people that listen to every episode of this crap and every minute of this crap, because I know the vast majority of you weirdos listen to my dopey ass every week. And you're even weirder because apparently you listen to every second of this crap. And I want to tell you right now, I appreciate you. I appreciate every last one of my spectacular sass potters. Much love to you. And thank you very, very much. You weird bastards. Now, many, many times I come on this podcast and I, I tell you little stories from my life. You know, because I like to express certain things that happen to me. And maybe if you can relate to the things that have happened to me, maybe you'll be injured, you'll be entertained by the stories. And maybe you can relate to the stories or maybe because of mistakes I've made, uh, people that I know have made or and things of that nature. Maybe you can avoid some of the mistakes. Yes, I do that. And also, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. And I talked about this on a, on a, on a, another podcast or show. It's called, uh, um, podcast digest. Uh, Dan Lizette show. I, I talk about this. This is like a long time ago. I think it was like episode six of his show. I think, you know, that's how long I've been around. And that's how long he's been around. And by the way, you should check out the show. It's good stuff. But I talked about the fact that sometimes I have to change the stories a little bit to protect the quote innocent unquote. And the funny thing is, everybody that knows me has already told me, dude, I know what you do. I don't care if you tell the stories. It doesn't matter to me. But I still change the stories to protect the innocent. But the funny thing is I've never actually taken the time to protect myself in these stories. I should, don't you think, I think it would be better, it would be smarter on my uh, on my side if I would just tell the story as if it happened to somebody else and then it would stop embarrassing me. But then I realized that would be stupid because quite frankly, <laughs> I ain't ashamed of crap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm going to tell a story about a guy that's not me. <laughs> So just in case, you know, in the middle of the story, I start to talk as if it was me. I just want to let you know right now that, of course, I'm I'm, I'm not talking about me at that, that that time. It's it's you know it's a it was just a slip of the tongue. <laughs> You're not buying that, are you? So just pretty just get on with it, right? Because you know I'm talking about me. Yeah, screw you, people. Anyway, I got a I got a I got a series of pictures in my email. From an old friend of mine, a lady friend of mine that now resides on the West Coast. You know, she's one of those fitness type ladies, you know, and, and we never dated. I mean, I would, but if I, I'm not now, but I would back then when we met because yum. But when I met her, she was with someone and, and I grew to like that someone. And then they broke up and he's long gone. And he was never like a friend of mine anyway. And but when, but then when she was single, I was with someone. And then when I broke up with someone, she was with someone. So we had been missing each other so often that we had an unintentionally friend zoned crap out of each other. I'm friend zoned to her and she's friend zoned to me. But she sent these pictures and I know that for a fact that they were blind carbon copy, a carbon copy to a bunch of people. So she wasn't just sending them to me, but I'm glad I got them. 
You ever been friends with someone and never seen them out of the context of the friendship? You know, you never seen like if you have if you if you're like in like in my case, you're the friend of a lady that's a, that's a lovely lady, but you never see her all dolled up. You never see her in in anything else than other than hang out with her, with your friends' clothes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you never see her out of the friendship context. You know, I had a friend of mine that always wore suits. Always. This is a dude, by the way, obviously. And he always wore suits. And then one day I go and I'm hanging out with him at a different city. He's playing the same. He's playing a city close to the city that I'm playing with. We're within uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes of each other. And he found out that I was playing close by. And he go and he, he gets the number to the place and calls and leaves a message. And I guess who the hell is calling me here? And I check and find that that it's him. And I call him back. I'm like, well, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Are you in town? He goes, yeah, I'm playing, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, hey, I'm right at blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah. So I drive over to where he is and I hang out with him. Go to his hotel room. We're going to hang out, you know, get some drinks. I don't drink alcohol. He does. I don't. But we'll, we'll still be, we'll, we'll still be uh, drinking liquor at the same time. Then we're going to hang out. I open the, he opens the door and he's wearing a sweatsuit. Now, this is a dude that always wears suits. Always. He's wearing a sweatsuit. Now, it made sense. He's in his hotel room. He's not outside. He's not doing anything that would make him wear a suit. In fact, it would have been more weird for him to be wearing a suit when he opened the door. But I looked at him like, what the hell? He goes, well, you think I wear suits all the time? And I went, yeah, you do wear suits all the time. And we laughed. And then that was how the evening progressed because I had never seen him outside of a suit, even though I knew him for years. Back to the hot lady was a friend of mine. I'm not going to say who she is, but she's Korean. Okay, I only have four Korean friends, three are dudes and one's her. I think I just narrowed it down. I think I might have to edit that part out. <laughs> you know who you are and I know you're listening. So what? So she sends the pictures and you know you sent the pictures to everybody. I ain't going to say your name, but you, now you know I'm talking about you. <clears throat> and she's got on a string bikini. And she's on a nude beach. And I'm hoping, please, God, as I filter through these pictures, please let her send the nude picture. Because like I talked about that friend just now with the suit, I had never seen her outside of jeans and a T-shirt with one of those hats on her head. You know, they are ladies to put the ponytail to the back of the hat and then they pull the hat down and you hang out and everything's cool. And you don't really. But this is this is her in a string bikini. And her friends took pictures of her from all sides front and back oh yeah and I got news for you I knew she was in shape you could tell somebody's in shape in jeans and a t-shirt but it's different when they're in a string bikini on a nude beach when they're taking the pictures right before they get naked and I know for a fact she would have never gone on that beach with me because we're buddies and she wouldn't want me to see her naked. She wouldn't care if strangers saw her naked, but she wouldn't want her to, to see me. I mean, me, me to see her naked. And before I saw the string bikini pictures, I wasn't really that interested in seeing her naked because she was my friend. But now I want to see her naked. <laughs> and I've been to nude beaches before. Come on, everybody's been to nude beaches. Okay, maybe you haven't been to nude beaches before. But let's keep it real. A lot of times nude beaches have to be kind of secluded because if they're not secluded, you got a bunch of freaks and losers and chumps and punks who just walk around like perverts, just wanting to ogle the naked women. And that's disgusting. You know, it's wrong. 
and you would never see me doing anything like that. You know, now, granted, I know there's rumors going around that there was a guy that looked exactly like me with what appeared to be a really bad fake mustache at the nude beach looking around at the women with the binoculars. And I want to let you know right now that that was not me. It doesn't matter if the rumors were that this person who looked like me, but was not me that had a big fake mustache also got into a, you know, mighty Toyota Camry just like mine because there's a lot of people the Camry is a very popular car so don't just because there was a guy that looked exactly like me with what, what appeared to be a really bad fake mustache was on the nude beach shouting yum 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 looking through looking at women's delicious breasts and buttockses uh, before they said hey freak get out of here and the person that's not me that looked like me that had a fake mustache ran and dived into the Toyota Camry that was definitely not my mighty Toyota Camry um, and peeled off, uh, but that that had to, it was definitely not me, you know. And, and, you know, and it was a rumor that that same Toyota Camry that was not mine pulled into my neighborhood, and the guy that looked like me but was not me with the fake mustache that could possibly have been real but was probably fake got out of the Toyota Camry and you know after parking it in my parking spot and then walked up into my <clears throat> into my house. I don't know why that guy was at my house but I'm going to tell you right now I, I want him to never come to my house again because I don't condone his actions you you would never actually see me with my pants off shouting yum 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 while looking at the women's delicious buttocks and breasts with my high powered his high powered not my high powered <laughs> the high powered that were definitely not my binoculars his but because I don't have binoculars like that next to me right now <laughs> <clears throat> so like I said you would never see me at the nude beach but I would think about going to the nude beach if she was there that would be a real coincidence hey person who I'm not going to say the name who happens to be a friend of mine who's a gorgeous Korean woman with a delicious body hey friend I did not realize you were at the nude beach today of all days <laughs> what a coincidence I mean it was re isn't this really uncomfortable the fact that I'm now seeing your delicious body nude and we're buddies and all of that <laughs> you know I mean this is really a coincidence because sir um, you, you've been at this nude beach every day for nine months and you, you walk along the beach with a picture of this lady right here that you're staring at saying, is she here today? And you, you've been staying here from sunup till sundown every day for nine months. And then just you, I mean, how you, you're holding the picture of her right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Let me see those papers. Sir, did you just eat those papers? I did not eat the papers. <laughs> Anybody got any water? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think it's a dirty lie that you would imply that I would come here every day for nine months and stay here from sunup till sundown just on the off chance that she would come back to the beach with her delicious body so I could see her naked like I'm some kind of weirdo. Okay? Wait a second. You look familiar. I, I, I've never been here before. Your car looks familiar. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have Toyota Camrys. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? So let me put this wanted poster next to your face. I really don't think that's necessary. You look, wait a second. You look like the guy with the mustache that was walking around with his pants off 
but the high power binoculars looking at women's butts and breasts talking about yum 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 until we started to call the police and ran them off the beach i was really not i'm not aware of that person and i'm the you, you i mean why are we having this conversation this is my friend here and i would like to talk to my friend for as long as possible okay because because if i stop talking to her she's going to walk away and, and i can't look at her and ogle her um, I mean, not, not, I mean, I would not be ogling you, friend, whose name I'm not going to mention. I'm just saying that we would have, a, you know, we have the same friendly conversation that, um, that we would normally have, you know, but it, it, uh, I'm not staring at your breasts. I'm, I'm not doing that. What's that over there? Oh, wow. Did not just look at your butt when you turned around because I'm not the kind of person that would ruin a friendship by doing that. <laughs> it is getting absolutely hot out here. I think I need to apply some suntan lotion, but only in one area for about 10 minutes. <laughs> the friendship's over. Okay, well, it was, it was nice knowing you. See you later. Please don't tell our other friends about this because I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> so anyway, like I said, I don't like nude beaches because nude beaches are weird. You know, I mean, the last time I was nude about around a bunch of other people was when I was back in the day when I was going to this gym. You know, when everybody's walking around, they got their man crap hanging out. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see other dudes junk. Okay. I mean, when you get to the point where you, when, you, when you've been in the gym long enough, you really think about it. How often do you look at your own junk? You don't. You don't look at your own junk. You know what it looks like. I've, I was at the point now where I was in that gym so often. I literally, and this is embarrassing. And like I said, I'm going to talk about embarrassing stuff. I actually was, I, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, guys, listen. If you've ever been to the gym, and you you were in a gym, maybe you were on a, a sports team, or you or like I was when I would go to a gym and just work out, and everybody would do the whole shower thing, and everybody's walking around with this stuff out. You start realizing that you actually physically see other dudes' junk more than you see your own junk, and I don't like that. I don't like the fact that I'm sitting on a bench. And it's really loud in there because the showers are loud and there's music playing in the gym. You can't even really hear anybody talk. And the way I was sitting, I was on the bench. I could look through and there was a bunch of people there and you could see junk on some dude, maybe a hundred yards away. And all you could see was the junk because of the way people were standing and people were holding bags. And you could see the junk and you saw the junk. And within two seconds, you knew that was Bill. I don't like knowing that I can identify anybody that's not me by their junk. I don't like it. Okay. You know, I saw the people's junk so much. I looked down at my own junk and I went, whose junk is that? And I went, oh, that's my junk. I couldn't believe it. I had not seen my junk in that long because when you go to the bathroom, you don't look at your own junk. I'm such good. I'm such so good at aiming. I could actually be brushing my teeth and hitting the toilet water while I'm brushing my teeth because that's the kind of skill I have. All I'm saying is, my friend, I don't want to know that much about another dude's junk. You dig? And that's one of the reasons why I don't go to nude beaches. No matter what that stupid wanted poster says. 
well, that's what the wanted poster used to say, because the person that's not me that had the mustache that might have been fake that was caught on the beach with his pants down, looking at the women through a high power binocular saying yum, 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 who was chased off the beach and drove away in a mighty Toyota Camry that was eerily similar to my mighty Toyota Camry, Camry was seen taking those posters down. That's right. You know, so so there's no more posters of that guy, you know, and so I so when this segment is over, I got to I got to go out back. There's a bunch of papers with pictures on them. I got to set on fire. But the pic, but, but to let you know, the pictures have nothing to do with the pictures of the guy that looked eerily like me with was probably a fake mustache who looked like me, who drove away in an eerily similar Toyota Camry to my neighborhood I'm, thinking, I'm I'm on the lookout for that guy so you know just want to let you know that it wasn't me mm. uh, so I, you know I got some papers to burn segment over alright folks let's talk about something interesting here and it's really I'm kind of in a reminiscing mood uh, first segment I was talking about nude beaches and crap like that and in this segment it, it just brings me back to memories of a long time ago. And it reminds me of. How can I put this? Do you have any scumbag friends or scumbag relatives? I'm pretty sure you probably do. You know, if you have a large enough circle of friends or if you have a large enough family, just on the just from the sheer number of people around you, there's a very high probability of you having somebody around you that is a huge scumbag. And you know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not talking about like if you have a bunch of friends that do a lot of wild, crazy things. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the friend that when you go to the bathroom, you come back, half your beer's gone. You know, one of your friends drank it. They're all going, <laughs> but they won't tell you which one drank it. But you're like, you bastards. And you drink the beer anyway, because you know them well enough to know, you know, they didn't spit in it or anything. They probably didn't even put their mouth on the glass. Most likely they just took the glass, poured it into their glass and drank your beer. I'm not talking about stuff like that. That's not scumbag things. That's that's ball breaking things or if you're a lady ovary breaking things where they're just messing with you. Not a big deal. I'm not talking about the, you know, I'm not talking about crap like that. You know, I'm not talking about that. That's not scumbag things. I'm talking about real scumbag stuff. You know, I had a friend of mine who has a scumbag brother who's always doing horrible crap to him. You know, is his twin brother. You know, they look enough alike where if you don't know them, you really couldn't really tell them apart. But I know both of the bastards. The one is kind of like me, you know, a very straight shooting guy, a quadruple genius and sex symbol like me. <laughs> Shut up. And the other one is, a. I'll put it to you this way, the best way to describe my friend's brother is... Something that comes out of a person's buttocks and is flushed down the toilet, if you understand what I'm saying. The guy literally went to this guy's house dressed like him and tried to bang his wife. Now, the funny thing about it is the wife immediately knew it wasn't him, obviously, because she's married to the guy and banging him. So, you know, this guy made his overtures. 
It was very obvious that it wasn't him. He, of course, laughed it off. I was just kidding. Huck, yuck, 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 yuck. That ain't funny. Because we in a you, I, I know, and I think you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, had she, was, if she was an idiot and thought it was her actual husband, he would have been upstairs all up in her. That was great. He would have done it. But he didn't get to do it. And his wife didn't even say anything to the brother, you know, until later on. But by that time, it was kind of like laughed off. But if you try to get up in my woman, I ain't laughing it off no matter who you are. But he laughed it off. I think there was a part of him that knew that the guy was trying to, you know, take his wife to Bang City. But it was so, such a deniability to it that he was, you know, he believed him. And I looked at his brother the brother of my friend and I looked at him I'm like I don't think he was playing but that wasn't bad enough oh no that wasn't bad enough dude actually stole some stuff from him we couldn't prove it but we knew he did it but we couldn't prove it but we knew he did it so we strike one he tries to get up in his brother's wife strike two he steals stuff we couldn't prove it but we knew he did it we couldn't prove it but we knew he did it the bastard and strike three identity theft of course he knew his brother's social security number and started doing some crap and almost got his brother in trouble and he did some stuff and his brother's credit was effed up for about five years and they got it cleaned up and that's the kind of stuff he did and eventually his brother got rid of his punk ass you bastard scumbag relatives See, scumbag friend, you can get rid of scumbag friends. I've actually gotten rid of scumbag friends. I had a friend that did some scummy stuff to me that I'm not going to mention, that I can't mention, and this will tell you how bad it was, because Lord knows I've told you bastards everything else. But this is so bad, I can't even talk to you about it. So I got him alone when there was nobody else around. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, scumbag. I know what you did. And then I repeated what this. You did blah, 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 blah. Hey, man, I didn't blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, you blah, 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 blah. I got proof you blah, 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 But I didn't. Don't act like you didn't. I know you did. Don't insult my intelligence. Everyone else now knows what you did. Yes, I told them. And guess what else? I am now telling you. You are no longer in my circle you are no longer a friend of mine i don't want to talk to you anymore you don't want to talk to me anymore do not call my house i have blocked you on this that and that and facebook and all of that crap you're done and stay away from me do not try to contact me in any way you're done and if i see you again and you attempt to contact me you're gonna need to find a good dentist do you understand? Because that's what he started to sound like because he knew he was wrong. Get away from me. The only reason I'm not beating your ass right now is because I'm a mature man. But if you stay here another five seconds, we're going to have a problem. And he left. Now, I'm not a violent man, but I, and, I, and I can't tell you what he did. But if I told you what, you, what he did, you're probably going, you know what? Even though you're not really a violent guy, and I don't condone violence. Um, you should probably whoop his ass. Are you sure? 
Are you sure you're saying that you whoop his ass? Yes, I know I'm a Buddhist monk, but you should really beat that dude's ass. I, I think the Buddha would be cool with it. Hello, uh, Mr. The Buddha? Hello. What do you think I should do? Fuck him up. Oh, gee, the Buddha just said fuck him up. Good thing I'm not that religious. You guys are crazy. <laughs> By the way, if there's any Buddhists listening to me, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to make a point. Now, the last scumbag person I had to deal with was the brother of an old girlfriend. I was always at her house and she was always at my house. And I was really good, close with the family and not super close, but getting there because it looked like she was going to be Mrs. S. Anthony. And so I'm hanging out with her. We're having a great time. And her brother, I immediately know the man is a scumbag because he had a lot of the same traits as the dude whose ass almost got whipped. And he's doing all sorts of scumbaggy things and she's letting him get away with it, but it doesn't necessarily affect us in general. So I keep my mouth shut. But the problem with some people, some scumbags, is they don't realize that sometimes just because you're showing constraint, you're restraining yourself, doesn't mean that you're weak. It means you're restraining yourself. Monday, I go over to her house at her her invitation. I'm coming over there uh, because we're going to have a nice evening of watching movies. By the way, when I say we're going to have a nice evening of watching movies, what I meant was I was coming over to bang her. So I come over to bang her and I hear yelling and I hear a dude's voice yelling and I knock on the door and it's open and I walk in the room and I I got my teeth clenched like who the fuck was yelling at my woman like that? And it's her brother and he's being rude and he's standing a little too close and he's yelling and I look over at him. And I'm thinking, if this was not her brother, (laughs) if this was not her brother, (laughs) and she looks at me, I answer, and they're fighting, and I walk up and say, everything all right? He says kind of rude stuff to me, and I'm going, if this wasn't her brother, (laughs) if this wasn't her brother, (laughs) and my eye focused in right on the hinge of his jaw. Because I'm saying, all I got to do, right, is that little spot right on your jaw right there. (laughs) That's a very, very very vulnerable place right there. (laughs) And he's just, if he wasn't, (laughs) if you weren't her brother, (laughs) I'm looking at his kneecap. (laughs) One kick right there. (laughs) If this wasn't her brother. I'm going to go sit down now because I've got to have this with my brother. <laughs> and I sit down at the dining room table and I'm looking at him and I'm getting angrier and angrier. And he's talking and talking all sorts of crap and saying all sorts of disrespectful crap, not just disrespectful crap for the moment, not the kind of disrespectful crap where you're just saying, oh, you're dumb, you're crazy because you're angry at the moment. That would have been over the top for me, but he's starting to get specific and he's starting to bring up stuff and he's starting to bring up stuff that he doesn't think I already know about her just because he now has an audience. And I'm, <laughs> this is what's my brother. <laughs> and I think, I think I may have just bitten through the table. 
because I wanted it to, this is not her brother. And she's looking at me and I'm saying, and she's looking, she's giving me the, she's giving, you know, you give that, 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 when you shake your head, no, but you do it really tiny shakes. Basically, you can, no, 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 stay there. Don't, 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 don't. She was giving me that look and I'm going, if this wasn't her brother. <laughs> and she can see me digging my nails through the table. And we, <laughs> this is, if this was not her brother. <laughs> and he goes one and I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I'm going to have their siblings. I don't think he's going to hit her. He's just yelling. I'm just because he did. And I'm looking at him and he's just he won't shut up. He just won't stop. He keeps going. And she's battling back with him. And then he says a couple things. And I can see that he really instead of just making her nah angry because he was saying bad things and being mean. He actually said some stuff about her that we probably she probably hadn't even gotten around to tell me yet even though she told me some stuff and then she looked over at me a little bit embarrassed and I could tell that he went way too far and he wouldn't shut up and I got really calm and I was looking at him and I'm thinking this guy has absolutely no idea he has no idea I've now moved from what I now hate this guy and now I could see that he's getting even more loud and abrasive. And she's now shrinking away because she's hurt that he said something that I overheard that I probably would have been told at some point in the future. And I'm looking at him. And I said to him, shut the fuck up. And he turned towards me and he said, you think none of your business, man. Don't make me come over there. And at that point, I was so angry, but so calm at the same time. It was almost like they were moving in slow motion. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, in my mind, I'm thinking, I want you to come over here because I want to beat your ass really badly right now. Right? And I'm looking at him and I start smiling. Because I am just enjoying the thought of beating this guy's ass. And she looks over at me. And he looks over at me. And she saw the look on my face. And she knows me pretty well at this point. And he starts talking towards me now. And what you going to do, my little man? What you going to do? Because I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying right now. I was just looking at him. And I'm thinking, yeah. Come on over here. I want you to. And he starts, he starts, every time he's talking, he's slowly walking in my direction and getting angrier and angrier and saying stuff and pointing to her, saying stuff about her while pointing to her and looking at me, trying to provoke me. And I'm getting calmer and there's a big smile coming across my face because I know if he gets close enough, he's, he's got to it. The level of anger he's showing right now, the level of aggression he's showing right now, he's going to take a swing. And I want him to take a swing. I want him to take a swing so badly I can taste it. I'm waiting. He's getting closer. And she's she's got her hand in her face. She's not crying, but she's upset. And I stop looking at her. And I'm looking right at him. And there's a bigger smile on my face as he gets closer and closer. She's got her eyes closed. And he's getting closer. And my smile's getting bigger. And he's getting closer. And my smile's getting bigger. And then she takes her hand off her face. And she looks at him and she's about to say something at him. 
And then she looks at me and she sees the smile on my face. And she's only seen that smile one other time. And she knows what happens when that specific smile comes on my face. Doesn't happen often. And it takes a lot. I mean, it takes a whole lot to get that specific smile on my face at that point in my life. I'm beyond that now. I have complete control of the machine now. I don't allow that part of myself to come out now. It's a rare part of myself. It would be considered an aberration if you knew me personally to see me become that person. Because it usually only comes out when I'm defending myself or someone that I love very very much but she's seen it once before and she knows what it means and he's getting closer and closer now he's got his hand on the table and he's about five feet from me and the smile gets bigger and she knows what's about to happen to this bastard and he just won't show up and i look up and i go dude you're about one feet away from me making your ears touch do you understand me you're my woman's house. You're disrespecting her. You made it a point to go really, really far with your disrespect. You made it a point to try to turn it into a show for me where not only are you disrespecting her, but you're disrespecting me by thinking that I'm going to allow this to continue. I want you to take another step toward me. I want you to. I'll even put my hands behind my back for you. Because after that, Anything that happens after that, you brought on yourself. <laughs> and I started laughing. And it was really weird because I heard the laugh and the laugh coming from me, the laugh. And I'm inside my own head listening to this laugh. And it's the kind of laugh you normally hear in a horror movie before the teenager gets chopped up and thrown off the balcony. Or when the two, the two teenagers on Lover's Lane are making out and the windows are steamy and they hear that laugh and they stop kissing and look up and see the dude with the ski mask and the chainsaw. That's the laugh. And that was the laugh that came out of my mouth. And he looked at me and he was a bigger dude than me. And he looked at me and something inside him said, oh, shit. And he looked back at my girlfriend and her face said, oh, shit. And he looked at me and I, th- and I was thinking, I'm a break your shit. And he stopped talking. And he started to back up slowly. And I said, nah, you're going in the wrong direction. The door's over there. And he said, oh. And I said, I'm going to tell you again. The door's over there. Because if you don't walk out that door right now, I'm going to put you through that mailbox one piece at a time. And he picks his coat up and he backs out the door. And I said, I don't want to see you until Thanksgiving. And this is January. You don't go. You don't walk into this house. But it's my sister's house. And I stood up and he went, all right, all right, all right. And he walked and he ran down the steps, got in his car and peeled out. And she looked at me and she goes, thanks. And I go, well, yeah, I think, I think it was, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, he needed to be thrown out the house. You know, I said, and she goes, no, 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 I didn't thank, thanks for that too. But thanks for not doing to him what I know you wanted to do to him. And I said, hey, (laughs) you don't really know what I wanted to do to him. (laughs) She goes, yeah, I do. And I said, well, let's not talk about what I wanted to do to him. Let's talk about what I'm about to do to you. (laughs) And then I took her into the bedroom and banged the crap out of her. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, but we all have those scumbag relatives and scumbag friends. Now, as it turns out, her brother was a pre prime time hunk of crap. It was the first time I, mean, I had heard about the stories about the stuff that he did. And I saw some of the things that he did. But this was the first time he actually wilded out in front of me. And I am so glad that I. You know, how your car goes to the red line and you shouldn't take your car to the red line because maybe it will damage your engine. Well, he had taken me to right at where the red line starts. And had he not walked out of the, well, ran out of the house when he did. I think I may have been getting out of jail right around when whenever my episode number 600 comes out. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't have beat him. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have killed him or anything. I was like, that's, that's crazy. But would I have beaten his ass really badly? Yes, yes, I would have whooped his ass. Because back then, um, whooping somebody's ass like that was on the menu. Now, as a 47-year-old man, I'm 47 years old now. And that was, good Lord, that was decades ago. And uh, obviously, I, you know, as a 47 year old guy, could I still whip somebody's ass? Sure. Would I do it? Hell no. Why? Because I'm smarter than that. And also because recovery time is horrible compared to being 20. <laughs> you know, because everybody makes fighting look like it's like when you see somebody in the, when you see your fights on TV, you, know, you punch a guy in the head. Take this buster. And you punch him in the face. They pick each other up and throw each other down the steps. Oh, yeah. Well, how about this punch to the chest? The guy breaks the table over somebody's back. How dare you? And then you roll around on the ground. Yeah, well, um, having been in those kind of fights before. Defending a friend of mine a long time ago. I got news for you. You know how that fight happens and then in, and then in the television show, maybe a day or two has passed and the guy's walking around like nothing happened. <laughs> that ain't real. Punching somebody in the head hurts. Your hand is swollen. You may even break your knuckles. Not a good idea. So, <laughs> so. Those days are over in the same situation. Now, I would, of course, find a way to completely diffuse the situation without whipping anybody's ass, because that's 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 crazy. And I would never do that, you know. But what I'm saying is what I what I want to say is and 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 the reason I brought up scumbag friends is you got to get rid of them. I know you have you may have a scumbag friend or a scumbag relative that's hanging around. you. If you have an opportunity Get them as long and just tell them to get away from you or do what it takes. Even if you have to do something, don't be passive aggressive. I was going to say be passive aggressive. Maybe they'll get the lesson. But if they're scumbags, they're not going to get the lesson. Just tell them, get away from me and get rid of the bastards. I don't care if they're a relative or not. If they're a piece of crap, they're not going to do anything. but Mess your damn life up. So don't have them around you. Okay. This is ridiculous. And that's my lesson for the day, damn it. If you got scumbags around them, around you, I should say, get rid of the bastard. Segment over. All right, listen. I, uh, I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad I got that story out there because now people are going to know, are going to think that nothing happened between me and, uh, my ex-girlfriend's brother. But, uh, the truth is, um, he did, he did walk up and I, um, I beat him down and double killed him. I didn't just kill him. I double killed him. I killed him, revived him, then killed him again. Yeah. And then we chopped him up in bits and pieces and then we ate him. 
you know, because because people, if you try to hide a body now, you know, nowadays people can find bodies. But if you chop them up and eat them, then not only do you get rid of the body in a way that the police won't even be able to find the body. But if you really think about it, if you if you eat a lot of meat during the course of your week, you just saved yourself about eighty dollars in meat purchases because you eat the dead dude because because I double killed him and me and my girlfriend at the time we ate him. <laughs> oh God! You, what is with you with not knowing how to press the record to stop the recording? Look, man, you're the one that killed the dude and ate him. I, I, I of course, did not kill the dude and eat him with my ex girlfriend. It was just me trying to, to sound tough in front of you, but it, it turns out he was, of course. He, of course, you know, left and went on to have a wonderful life, even though nobody knows where he is, because by choice, he chose to completely disappear and leave no traces of himself. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So if 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 if, if, if uh, somehow this that, that information gets out about me double killing her brother and eating him with her over the course of a week and a half, saving ourselves a hundred dollars in, in meat bills. Um, I just want to let you know that that of course was, was, a, was, was just bravado on my point. I, I didn't touch him. <laughs> Stop the recording. Stop the recording. All right, folks, let me talk to you about something else here. And, and this is one of those things that just, it, it, it happens to everybody, but sometimes we don't even realize that it's happening. You know, a friend of mine goes to the doctor's office and you know how sometimes when you go to the doctor's office, you get your your examination and they give you a printout of what happened at the doctor's office. And it's like three pages. But let's be honest. No one reads all three pages. You usually read the front page. You find out your height and weight, stuff you already know, your blood pressure and the list of medications if you have any or if it says no medications or any of that crap. You just look at a glance at the first page and you never really do anything with it. Usually you ball it up and throw it in the trash at your house. Or you just kind of throw it on your desk or the table and it goes by the wayside or it just sits there forever and turns yellow or whatever. You don't pay any attention to it. <clears throat> well, a friend of mine was having a little problem with his feet. And I'm not talking about the kind of problem where he's walking funny or anything like that. I'll put this as politely as possible. His feet smell like death. No matter what he does, fungus city, really super sweaty feet, them things stink badly. Badly. He's the, I mean, I'm literally at the point now where if he gets in my car, I have him hang his feet out the window the same way your dog hangs the, your, the head out the window because his feet stink that bad. So he goes to the doctor's office. He gets an examination. He's in good health. I'm going to cough. Hold on. <coughs> and I'm not editing that out. Okay. He goes to the doctor's office. He finds out he's in generally good health. And then she checks the feet and he had, and she gives him some recommendations for what he needs to do. You know, lifestyle changes, dietary changes, this, that, or the other that he needs to do to defunkify his stinking ass feet. So he's at the house there. He's got the paper from the doctor, the little synopsis that they give you of what happened. And he goes, I'm in good health, you idiots. And I said, yeah, who the hell cares about your health? You're still ugly. We're breaking each other's balls. He goes, hey, read this crap and see how a real man's healthy. So I'm reading it. I said, I already know how tall you are. I already know how how much you weigh, who gives a crap, blah, blah, blah. I go to the second page and it's like, no, no, third page. And on the third page is a bunch of codes. And it's the codes that correspond with 
with the things that happened on the first two pages. Nobody reads the third page, so you know you don't pay attention to the codes. And the codes, no blood pressure, normal, this normal. And then there was a code like 646.0 or something like that. And it was talking about his feet and it said horrible, it said um, poor hygiene. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what you want to do. You have a bunch of friends who break each other's balls mercilessly and you you hand them a piece of paper that tells that the doctor says you have poor. I forgot. It was like poor something, something high. I forgot what, what, what the term was for his feet. I forgot exactly what it was. But basically it said you ain't cleaning your feet, you nasty bastard. Now, we know that not to be the case because. We've had the bastard clean his feet again before going anywhere with us. So we know we clean his stinking ass feet. We've watched him soak them sticks of death at the bottom of his ankles. So we know for a fact he cleaned his feet. And we know that this, and I'm telling you right now, it was hilarious. And we broke his balls mercilessly. Oh, yeah. And I shouldn't have done it because I wound up going to the doctor. This was a long time ago. I go to the doctor and I have my little paper from my doctor and I'm walking around with it and it's on the table. But nobody saw it, fortunately, because they would have killed me. And I'm reading my thing. Yeah, this is how much I tall I am. The weight is that. And I go back to the last page with the doctor codes on it. And it says morbid obesity. Oh, no. What? It said I was morbidly obese. What? What? Now, what I what I what I know now, but I didn't know then because I was a young person at the time. What I know now is that category is wide, wide. They said he had poor hygiene on his feet. Now, what that actually meant was, and what she said to him, well, his doctor's a man. My doctor was a woman. What his doctor said to him was, listen, you have to be very, very diligent. You have to put this on your feet and this, that, and that, that, that. Your hygiene isn't good enough for your feet. Not that you're doing anything wrong, but this is a special case for your feet because of the sweat glands and the double glands and the triple glands and all of that crap. Fine. But in the machine, in the machine, she had to put his feet in poor hygiene. Oh, no. That a doctor said to me, you need to lose a couple pounds. You know, you lose this amount of pounds and you'll be okay. You know, if you want to be in tip top shape, you need to be in this kind of place, but you're all overweight. And you need to lose this kind of pounds and lose it. Bit. But it didn't matter to her because she put it in the computer under morbid obesity. Oh no. She didn't say I was morbidly obese. She never said that crap to me. She said, you need to lose some weight. And, you know, before you get older, because, you know, it would become a problem if you become older. But you need you have time. Just, you know, work out a little more and eat a little better and you'll be all right. But just keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. That's what she said. She made it sound like the sun was shining. Everything was going OK. Things are moving in a positive direction. Yay. But behind my back. <laughs> hidden on the back page after all of that smiling in my face she put me in the code three four three point six morbid obesity you make me sick how dare you i'm wondering whether or not i'm wondering whether or not the doctors do that crap to teach us a lesson i'm wondering if they secretly are playing games with us she didn't have to put that crap on the paper that's not what she said to my face but behind my back she said i was morbidly obese behind my friend's back she said his feet suffer from 
whore hygiene. I wasn't that fat, damn it. I was too fat, but not that fat. I wasn't misshapen fat. I wasn't can't run up the steps fat. I wasn't can't get laid regularly fat. I wasn't, you know, can't run to catch a bus fat. I was just too fat because I wasn't in shape. But she put morbidly obese on there. His feet weren't the kind of feet that were so bad that he, people would go running out of the elevator. They weren't that bad. But she put poor hygiene on. Or his doctor was a man. Put poor hygiene on his damn feet and I can't stand it. These doctors with their little, why don't you create your doctors, your highly educated people. You use the computer all the time. I see you typing in notes. Why can't you create a file for, 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 for stuff that's different? You don't have to make it all the way like that, damn it. You can make another damn category for someone who needs. How come there's not a three, four, six point four that says needs to lose a couple pounds you can't put me in the same category with somebody who needs dick gregory to chop off the side of their damn building and take him out in the crane you bastard yeah i said it you make me sick doctors I'm wondering whether or not doctors are doing that just to be smart asses. You know, like a little inside joke that they have with each other. Like, I'm going to say one thing to his face, but then I'm going to call him a fat tub of shit on the back page that I know he's not reading. Well, way they have that little smile on their face like I just called you a fat piece of shit on that paper and you're never going to know about it. But I know about it. I'm starting to wonder whether or not the doctors, after we leave there, if you got a couple of pounds to lose, if you got some kind of weird thing going on that they that they're secretly laughing about, but are professional enough not to laugh in your face about whether or not they got a hidden camera in there. And after everybody leaves, all the doctors and nurses get together, <coughs> get buckets of popcorn, and sit there watching it. Okay, guys, today. We got S. Anthony Thomas here, and he's got a couple extra pounds. Watch as I tell him he's he's not that fat or anything like that. Well, I wasn't S. Anthony yet. I was still Steve back then. Why don't we see get Steve in here, and we're going to... He's got to lose a little, he's got to lose like 40 pounds, but I'm going to tell him he only has to lose five. And then I'm going to tell him he's a fat tub. I'm going to write fat tub of shit on his sheet. He's never going to look at it, but I'm going to know that he did it. And I watch this. He's walking out all happy with himself. <laughs> Hey, look at this next guy, the guy that came in after Steve. He's got man tits. We're gonna, I'm going to tell him he's doing all right, but I'm going to zoom in on his man boobs, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to put, I'm going to zoom in on some woman that I was examining, and I want you to be able to tell whether it was the, that dude's man boobs or some actual tits. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's what they're doing with that little hospital popcorn laughing at us after we leave. Yeah, I betcha. Man, I'm wondering whether or not they, they get a whole bunch of blooper tapes of dudes getting prostate exams where they have a camera in the angle where you can see the doctor putting the gloves on and then a camera on the floor where they see the guy's face where he goes ah! when the finger goes gets jammed up his ass and then they put on you know, they put that little wacky flute sound on when the finger goes in. And then they, they, they reverse the film back and forth because so the finger goes in and the finger goes out and the finger goes in and the finger goes out while they make the flute sound. And then they have the other camera. They go to the other angle where you see the guy's face where he goes ah, when the finger goes up his ass. And they put on them. They put the music on. Boom. And they make little clown sauce. Here's the next thing. I bet they're doing it. Those medical school bastards. I'm wondering about that. I'm wondering if that's the case. You know what I mean? 
Because let's keep it real. There's a lot of people that'll do things behind your back. See, some people want you to know they're screwing with you. And some people are satisfied enough screwing with you in a way where they can detect that they screwed with you. And you as the person who's getting screwed don't even know that you're getting screwed. They're getting even with you. They're doing stuff to you. And you don't even know they're doing the stuff to you. But they know they're doing the stuff to you. And they like knowing they did the stuff to you because to them, they're saying, screw you. You know what I'm talking about. I bet you've probably done something like that to someone in your life. I mean, not I mean, but usually if it's something that we do to other people. They deserve it. Right. How many of you work in an office? And if you work in a regular office, not some high powered office, just a regular person office, maybe you got 30 people in there. Maybe you got 20 people, enough people where it's annoying to get to the microwave, that kind of office. And there's always a pot of coffee, but there's never enough coffee in the pot for everybody. Whoever is last has to make a new pot of coffee. And how difficult is that? You take the shit out of the, the out of the deal. You throw it in the trash. You put another one of those deals in. You shake some coffee in. You close it back up. You press the button. The light turns green. Water shoots through and then the coffee pot gets full seven minutes later. It's really not that big of a deal. And most normal people would have no problem with it. They're like, hey, we're all in this together. We're all working in the same office. We're all selling the same product. We're all doing the same thing. And the more harmonious it is, the more wonderful this office is to work in, the more money we all make. And it's a great thing. But there's always that one piece of crap who will never, ever, ever fill the coffee pots. Everybody else fills the coffee pot, but this bastard won't do it. And he's been not filling the coffee pot so long that he's victimized everyone having to walk in there with no coffee several times. And everybody's looking at the bastard. And he's the reason that one of you every day is sitting there with no coffee in your cup while everybody else is enjoying some smooth coffee. That bastard. He always seems to get in there and make to take enough coffee and leave just two drops of coffee in the bottom of the coffee pot. That punk bastard. And it's not a big thing. It's really not a big thing. Like I said, it's not a big thing making the coffee. You know, it's not a big thing. But when someone sneaks out of getting out of doing the coffee every day, all of a sudden it's a big thing. If somebody taps you on the shoulder and surprises you, it's not a big thing. But if that same person taps you on the shoulder all day, every day for three years, all of a sudden, the prospect of getting tapped on the shoulder drives you out of your mind. You want to pimp slap that bastard. You know what I'm saying. So the reason I bring this up is because I know for a fact, like I said, you have done something to someone where you've gotten even with them and they don't even realize that you've gotten even with their punk asses. But you know you got even with their punk asses and you don't even care whether they know you got even with their punk asses. You're happy getting even with their punk asses without them knowing that their punk asses have gotten gotten even with. I've been there. That's why I brought up the coffee crap because I was in that situation. This punk bastard refused to take the tiny small steps of making the coffee. This PC, she is. 
So one day, this sneaky, shifty bastard wasn't able to slide in at exactly the right moment to get the last bit of coffee and not put the coffee in the coffee pot. This time, I paid attention to the bastard, and I saw his moves. I saw how he moved. I saw the move he made to be slick to get the last little bit of coffee and not have to put the coffee in the coffee pot. And this time, I set it up where I got in there before his punk ass got in there. But as it turns out, when I did get in there... There was enough coffee in the pot for two cups of coffee. So when I made my coffee, there was still enough coffee in the pot to make another cup of coffee, which means my plan failed. Because he was going to come in there, drink that last cup of coffee and leave the empty coffee pot for somebody else. Now, I had saved myself from being coffeeless. But one of my other co-workers who would never do that would never leave someone else coffeeless was going to have to suffer. It was like jumping out of the way of a speeding car without dragging your friend out of the way too. If there was a speeding car coming and I was diving out of the way, I'd grab my friend and drag him or her out of the way too and we would both not get hit by the car. That's the kind of guy I am. But in this case, I would be jumping out of the way of the car going too bad, bastard, as long as it ain't me and I ain't that type of guy. Now, the coffee room had a big window in it, and he got distracted because I set up the distraction. (laughs) No one knew I set up the distraction, but I set it up, and I got the coffee, and I'm drinking my coffee, and I see this bastard's got this look on his face like, (laughs) I'm going to do it again. And I look at the coffee pot, and I look back through the window at him, and I look at the coffee pot, and look back through the window at him, and I look at my friends, and I know that one of them is going to wind up coffeeless because of this bastard, and I can't have it. And I took the coffee pot that had one cup of coffee left after I had taken my cup of coffee and I jumped it out oh yeah and then I walked out of the coffee room and he looked at me hey Steve because I was not S. Anthony yet I was still Steve and I walked out hey dick face that wasn't his name and that's not what I said to him but that's what I called him in my mind and I walked away and I peeked back through the window and he had his, he was rubbing his hands together like, ha ha ha, I got him all again. And he turned around and he saw not a damn drop of coffee in the coffee pot. Now, while he's in there trying to figure, he's in there going, oh man, I had just, as I left the coffee room, I told everybody what I'd done. And when he turned back around, he looked through the window and he saw all of us sitting there with our coffee cups and we all raised our coffee cups to salute the bastard and enjoy the nice soothing sip of coffee because we all had it. (laughs) And we sat there looking through the window and watched the bastard finally make some coffee and contribute to society with his punk ass. Now, was that a big thing? No. But did I do something to somebody else to get even with them? Yes. And in my particular scenario, I didn't even necessarily have to tell my friends what happened. I could have just let it happen to them. It wouldn't have mattered. You know, but it was still fun. And I think that, you know, sometimes, like I said, this reminds me, like, I brought up that doctor and I'm wondering, you know, it's like, like, do, do they know what they're doing when they put those codes on the paper? You know, they know 
You know, like when I walked out and we we're all tipping our cups of coffee to the bastard. So they walk out going, <laughs> got another one. <laughs> Called him a fat bastard on his own paper and he doesn't even realize it. <laughs> well, what about I stopped, looked at the paper and said, wait a second, doc. Are you saying I'm a fat bastard? And the doctor goes, <laughs> yes, I am. And all the doctors looked at me and made roly poly motions with their stomach. <sighs> Bastards. Well, guess what, doc? I lost some weight. So I ain't going to. Well, that was just a while ago. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm never going to be in that category again. So that's the end of that code for me, sister. You're never going to be able to call me that again. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that's right. So the next time I go back to the doctor's office, I'll be so far out of that category. You can't even squeeze me back into it. So deal with it, punk. This is dedicated to the doctors of the world. When we're fat like I was fat at the time, we don't need to see morbid obesity on the paper, you bastards. Scrape that crap out and write needs to lose a few pounds. And jerk offs in the, in the, in the damn office, make the coffee for everybody else like they make it for you, you piece of shit. That's all I'm saying. You know, you can relate to that, right? Of course you can. Ha <laughs> ha. Segment over. Well, folks, thank you very, very much for listening to the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. This has been episode number 215. Much love to every last one of my SAS potters. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your love and I appreciate you spreading the word. Uh, if you like the podcast and you better, damn it, do me a favor. Tell people that you think that would, would like this crap about it. Spread the word for me. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, look up S. Anthony says I have a verified Facebook page there. Please go there and like the page. If you're following, if you're not following me on Twitter, I'm on Twitter in two places. One is at S. Anthony Thomas, my name, and the other one is at S. Anthony says, which is the Twitter for this show. Follow them both. For those of you that want to write an email to yours truly, please feel free to do so. I do read them. The email address is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com once again the s anthony says podcast at gmail.com sass potters thank you very very much i appreciate everything that you do potter and family hashtag potter and family on twitter where you see where you will find a bunch of great podcasts too many to mention because there's a lot of them but they're good stuff make sure you follow the check out the hashtag hashtag potter and family hashtag potter and family uh, much love to everybody. I Like I said, I know I say it all the time, but I appreciate the fact that you guys uh, do me the honor of listening to my dopey ass from approximately an hour every week. And then that you tell friends because I know that you're telling friends because there's more people listening. <laughs> and I don't think they would they would have found me by accident. They, they found me because of you. And uh, much love to you for that. So I'm about to end the show and I'm in the show exactly the same way. You know how I end the show. For those of you that have been listening for a long period of time, you know what I'm going to say and say it with me. Damn it. For those of you that are new, listen to this crap, rewind and then go back and say it with us all. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening in your car, whether you're listening on the treadmill, whether you're listening walking down the street, whether you're listening on a lawnmower, if you got the earbuds in or if you're sitting behind your keyboard at home, it doesn't matter to me. I only have one thing to say to end this program. Get ready. On the count of three, S. Anthony, out.